Science Talk will begin after this short message. Hi everyone, I'm Andrea Alfano. And I'm Brian Stallard. And we're the hosts of Base Pairs, the podcast about the power of genetic information from Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory. The stories we tell involve some big issues that may seem totally unrelated to genetics, like climate change. We'll tell you how genetic tools could help in the fight against climate change a little later on in this episode of Science Talk. Stay tuned. I was trying to understand how T-cells worked. When we figured out this one thing about the, you know, this negative regulator, I had this idea that if we just took that off, you know, maybe it would do a better job of you know, killing cancer cells. Sure enough, it works. James P. Allison, who was awarded a Nobel Prize today, along with Tasku Hanjo. Allison was talking to a Nobel Assembly representative on the phone. This is Scientific American Science Talk. I'm Steve Mursky. On October 1st, 2018. Thomas Perlman, secretary of the Nobel Assembly, made the announcement. The Nobel Assembly at Karolinski Institute has today decided to award the 2018 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine jointly to James P. Allison and Tasco Honjo for their discovery of cancer therapy by inhibition of negative immune regulation. James P. Allison was born in Alice in Texas in the United States. He performed his prize-winning studies at University of California, Berkeley, and at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. He's now active at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. Tasku Honjo was born in Kyoto in Japan. He performed his prize-winning studies at Kyoto University, where he's still active. Karolinska Institute immunologist Klaus Schera, a member of the Nobel Committee, then gave a more in-depth explanation of the research behind this year's prize. Cancer is a common term for many different diseases caused by uncontrolled proliferation and migration of cells. Eventually, cancer cells can spread to distant organs, so-called metastasis, usually leading to death. Cancer represents a major medical challenge in the global perspective. There are three pillars in the treatment of cancer. Remove it by surgery, eliminate it by radiation, or attack it with drugs that harm the cancer cells. Treatment has improved considerably during the last 50 years. More than two out of three are cured today. But note that these are average figures which conceal major differences between cancers in different organs, between early and advanced disease, and also between different countries. For many cancers, very few patients can be cured. Every year, many millions of people die from cancer. So novel types of treatment are desperately needed. There has been a huge investment in basic research with the aim to acquire knowledge as a platform for new therapies. One area was of particular interest. Can immunity be harnessed to attack cancer? So let us look at our immune system. It protects us from infections. It comprises a great diversity of cells and molecules with different functions and they can be found all over the body. A fundamental property of the system is its ability to discriminate, discriminate between self and non-self so that viruses and bacteria can be attacked. And indeed, innovative basic research in tumor immunology during the last 50 years have revealed a number of ways whereby cancer cells can also be recognized 
as non-self. This led to cure of cancer in many mice and also to successful treatment of some patients. However, it was impossible to develop efficient generalizable therapies for clinical practice. Clearly, an important piece of the puzzle was missing, and this is what our laureates this year have solved. Now, let us take a closer look at the T cell. In the 80s, scientists had discovered T cell receptors that bind to structures recognized as non-self. These structures can be picked up from cancer cells and be presented by so-called antigen-presenting cells. T cells that recognize something foreign with the receptor, they get a signal to act, but this is not sufficient to get them going. Additional proteins on the surface of the T cells must also engage in the decision, acting as accelerator or gas pedal. They were called co-receptors, and the research field around them was termed co-stimulation. Many researchers contributed and observed that even more molecules were involved, but with quite the opposite function. They instead worked like brakes. So when you pull the brake, it tells the T-cell to hold back, stop. Allison was one of the researchers who observed that this molecule works like a brake. Some research teams started to explore this to treat autoimmunity. But Allison, he had an entirely different idea. He had developed an antibody, and if you block or release the break with the antibody, Allison reasoned, the consequence should be that the T cells are unleashed and become more active, and they should now hopefully attack the cancer cells. This was the hypothesis, and the key experiment was performed in Allison's laboratory at University of California, Berkeley, over the Christmas in 1994. And the results were spectacular. The mice who had been treated with the antibody were cured from cancer, while the control mice developed large tumors. This seminal study represents the birth of a new concept for immunotherapy, today often referred to as immune checkpoint inhibition. Allison was now eager to apply it for benefit of patients. At first, there was only limited interest but eventually a small biotech company took on the challenge to produce the human antibody, the first step on a long journey. A few years later, the first clinical trials were started, and one comprised 14 patients suffering from metastatic melanoma, a pigmented cancer of the skin. Now, he started to treat the patients, and some of them showed striking responses. The tumors shrunk, they could even disappear. Other patients showed a more modest, or no response at all. And severe side effects were noted in some patients, but the results were positive enough, and this started a long series of larger trials conducted by clinical colleagues. To cut a long story short, in 2011, the treatment was approved for inoperable metastatic melanoma. Allison had now established a novel concept for cancer therapy, but several questions remained. Could checkpoint therapy be developed to cure more patients, and could it be generalized to other types of cancer? Studies that would lead in this direction were already ongoing in a laboratory across the Pacific in Japan. Actually, they had been started several years before Allison's key discovery. So we cross the Pacific, we go to Japan, and we go back in time to the point where Allison had started. Enter our second laureate, 
Tatsuko Honyo, who in 1992 discovered a new protein on T-cells, which he called PD-1. He did not understand what the molecule was doing, but together with his colleagues at Kyoto University, he launched an ambitious, curiosity-driven research program to understand its function. Several years of research later, he could reveal a chain of molecular interactions, leading him to conclude that PD-1 also acted as a brake. You step on the brake, and the T cells holds back. In addition, Honyo had identified the ligand, the molecular partner of PD-1, and he found that it was expressed on antigen-presenting cells, but also on cancer cells. And now it became immediately evident to test whether blockade of PD-1 could also be used to unleash T cell responses against cancer. So what happens when you release the break like this? Honius and other groups immediately started to gather evidence for this. And here we are looking at one of the studies of melanoma, the skin cancer, and in this case it is spreading to the liver in mice. The control mice developed multiple metastases in their livers, while several of the mice who had been treated with the antibody had almost no metastases at all. Honyo now also turned to the pharmaceutical industry. An intensive program started, conducted by other clinical scientists, mainly in the US. Again, similar or even more dramatic responses were noted, not only in melanoma patients. And FDA approved the anti-PD-1 treatment for melanoma in 2014, and for lung cancer, as well as kidney cancer in 2015. So now we have two treatments available for patients based on immune checkpoint therapy. And today we have even more. And it's time, I think, to look at some results in patients. Survival of treated patients with a certain type of melanoma. And you should note that just a decade ago, most patients with advanced disease like this would have died already after two years. Previous standard therapies resulted in long-term survival for few, 10% or less. The curve compares three groups of patients treated with checkpoint inhibition. The release of one break, release of the other break, and release of both. And we can appreciate that both treatments are working. But please note the combination, where more than 60% of the patients are still alive after three years. This is a spectacular advance in the treatment of a solid metastatic tumor. And we can expect even better results in the future when these different checkpoint inhibitors will be combined with conventional treatments. In summary, Allison's and Honyo's discoveries have added a new pillar in cancer therapy. It represents a completely new principle because unlike the previous strategies, it is not based on targeting the cancer cells, but rather the breaks, the checkpoints of the host immune system. The seminal discoveries by the two laureates constitute a paradigmatic shift, and a landmark in the fight against cancer. We'll be right back after this. Hey everyone, it's Brian and Andrea again, the hosts of the Base Pairs podcast. Did you know that about 50 million years ago, the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide was nearly nine times what it is now? But that doesn't mean we have nothing to worry about right now. It does mean that we can look to the past for helpful hints while tackling climate change today. 
It took more than half a million years and the help of one very small plant to cool the planet to the temperatures we enjoy. And Andrea spoke with a plant scientist right here at Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory who hopes to learn from those tiny yet mighty plants. More about that in a bit. Following a brief press conference, Shara spoke to an unnamed interviewer. We have just heard that this year, um, this year you're awarding the discovery of uh, checkpoint um, inhibitors. Could you please explain what this is? Well, first of all, this is a treatment against cancer. And it's a new principle for treatment because unlike previous treatments where you target the cancer cell, this treatment targets the host's immune system, the patient's immune system. And it does so by releasing or blocking the brakes of the immune system. And when you release the brakes, things go faster and uh, we have a more strong response against the patient's cancer cells. At least one of the laureate's names, uh, James Allison, he has been mentioned uh, for a, quite a while. How come this, you are awarded uh, the prize this year? Why now? Uh, time is ripe. Uh, the first uh, approved drug uh, based on this treatment came in 2011 and patients have been treated uh, for several years now and we can see the out long-term outcome and it's very convincing and uh, we consider it really a big step in the fight against cancer. Um, it was quite complicated, different cells and different receptors, but in order to describe this price in an accessible way, what kind of metaphor would you use? I would like to use uh, the brake metaphor, the brake pedal that you have on a car for example where uh, you can uh, step on it and everything stops and uh, you can uh, release it and you get things going. That, that's the best uh, metaphor. This is a new kind of cancer treatment. What cancer patients can be treated using this method? Are there any limits? The, the most dramatic responses are seen with a particular type of skin cancer, malignant melanoma, it's a pigmented cancer in, on the skin. Other cancers that respond are lung cancer and kidney cancer and lymphoma and many other cancers actually also. So it will be very exciting to see in the future exactly how, broad, how broadly this can be applied. Uh, personally, uh, what makes you enthusiastic about this prize? Uh, I myself am an immunologist and I have actually worked in tumor immunology for many, many years and uh, there has been a lot of uh, interesting new discoveries in tumor immunology uh, where we revealed basic mechanisms, but they were never sufficient to be able to cure cancer in patients. They were sufficient to cure cancer in mice, which is somewhat easier, and uh, all the other previous attempts to use the immune system, such as vaccination or uh, giving uh, cells, uh, they worked in some patients, but you could never generalize it to many patients, and this is what is different about this one, and it makes a big difference for certain patients. Some patients survive and are cured, and some patients get four years rather than one year, and that is quite important. Now, if we turn to the laureates, um, James Allison and Tazuko Honju, uh, 
who are they? The Professor Allison is a basic immunologist. He's not trained in medicine, but in biology from the beginning. Uh, and he became interested already when he was a small boy, and his father gave him a chemistry kit. Uh, and he has uh, had a splendid career in basic immunology. He made many important discoveries before this one, and he has been in many different centers in the United States. Berkeley was mentioned here, but he has also been at the Memorial Sloan Kettron Cancer Center in New York and in uh, MD Anderson uh, in Texas, where he is now. I'm also told that he plays the harmonica in a blues band called the Checkmates. Uh, Professor Honio is also a very distinguished uh, basic immunologist. He's actually an MD, uh, so he has medicine training. But he has also contributed very important discoveries in basic immunology before this one. And he was not in cancer immunology from the beginning, similar to Jim Allison, who also was not in cancer immunology. But these basic scientists made their discoveries and persistently followed them through and developed these fantastic uh, treatments then. I'm not sure whether Professor Holmio plays any instrument, but I know that he plays golf and is very interested in art. When they were doing this discovery, were they looking for this or was it a surprise for them when they found it? Uh, for uh, Professor Allison, I think he was working with the basic regulation of the immune system, like many others. Uh, and he did not discover the molecule that he uh, was working on, but he realized its potential. So he rapidly tested an idea that nobody else tested. I don't know how expected it was for him to get into cancer, but he did. Professor Honey, I'm sure, uh, uh, he did not think of cancer at all in the beginning. When he looked and found his molecules, he was doing completely different things and actually probably had ideas that he was doing something completely different. But uh, as he went on and he gradually revealed how this molecule worked, he understood with inspiration from Madison how this one could add and uh, even become even more efficient. And finally, uh, if you were to do an elevator pitch, um, on this prize, with the goal to simply convey the overall concept in an exciting way. What would you say then? Uh, these scientists have discovered how you can uh, block the brakes of the immune system so that it goes much faster and acts in a much more intensive way and thus can attack cancer cells so we can cure cancer with it. I'll be back in a moment. Hey everyone, thanks for sticking around. We were about to hear about a plant that supposedly saved the earth from staying a hothouse climate. It was actually so hot that there were hippos in the Arctic. So lay it on us, Andrea. What was this plant that changed the world? The plant that seems to have driven so much of this huge change is what you might call pond scum. It covered the Arctic Ocean, soaking up mind-blowing amounts of carbon dioxide. And today, plant scientists are looking to a similar plant called duckweed to help control the climate once again. But we don't have half a million years to do this. Right. But we do have genetic tools. Scientists put them to use on Base Pairs, the podcast about the power of genetic information from Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory. Find us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with coverage of the Nobel Prize in Physics. We leave you with new Nobel laureate James Allison's harmonica stylings 
as he played with the band The Checkmates at the 2017 meeting of the Society for Immunotherapy of Cancer. The vocalist is Rachel Humphrey, MD. Thank you.